Hi, and welcome to the Pet Healer Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Mitzi Vargas, and today we're going to talk about quercetin. And quercetin is a supplement that is uh, pretty popular for with uh, human athletes, and it is something that we have added here at Orchid Springs um, Animal Hospital as part of our cancer um, holistic treatment protocol. And so... <clears throat> Quercetin is actually a, a plant-derived flavonoid, so it gives uh, flavor uh, to the fruits and some vegetables like broccoli. Um, I think onions uh, have it too, but the main ones that are very known for it is blueberries and berries, uh, uh, green tea and kale. And uh, it's, it's basically a plant pigment. It tends to be yellow, I think, when you extract it. But it is a pigment that is in there and a flavonoid, so it gets some flavor to them. Um, in humans, it's been extensively studied as an anti-inflammatory. It's a natural anti-inflammatory. Um, here, I have used quercetin before as a, let's call it, natural Benadryl. Uh, because in some uh, dogs that have atopy or allergic skin disease, uh, quercetin can really help uh, with the itch, you know. And it is a natural way of kind of controlling the itch cycle in the um, allergic dogs. But we do use it because there are some studies out there that suggest that it has some anti-cancer activities and anti-inflammatory properties that are really needed when the tumor is growing, causing some havoc. So we're using it. Um, one of the things is, is, is it safe? Uh, definitely is safe, except if your pet is taking certain medications that are um, that have to be metabolized by a, by a pathway called the P450 pathway. And uh, those drugs are like tramadol, amitriptyline, oftentimes used for anti-anxiety, uh, but also some drugs that are used for um, vomiting or, or control of um, reflux, uh, like ondansetron, omeprazole. Um, there's uh, Prozac, obviously. So those uh, drugs that use that pathway to be metabolized in the body, they might be some interaction with the quercetin. And um, I, I mean, I think that it could still be used in certain cases. It just has to be modified. The, um, the amount has to be modified um, because it would just slow down the, the absorption of these drugs or it might even cause it to kind of like build up. Um, and of course, I feel that anytime you're on furosemide, uh, vet medding, any of those uh, heart medication, cardiac drugs, you have to always be careful. And if you're under a care of a cardiologist and a pet cardiologist, then definitely uh, I would consult them before you add quercetin. But for the majority of the pet population, quercetin is a very safe um, supplement. And... Um, the anti-inflammatory that has like I have like several things that it does um, because it is uh, comes in fruits and and vegetables. It does have antioxidant properties. So, what is an antioxidant? Is that pro is that a substance that protects the body from free radicals? Free radicals are just crazy molecules that are out there causing havoc. They are increasing disease. They're causing us to 
look older, age faster. So nobody wants to age faster, right? So we need to protect ourselves from those. Also, there's a lot of pollution in the environment and pets that live in places where the owners smoke inside the house or in front of the pets, or maybe pets that uh, are exposed to, or, or they live close to um, big um, electric plants where there might be some um, radiation coming from there uh, or chemicals that are might be uh, being released in the environment, um, that might be... Uh, concerned, you know, for their health. So quercetin would be something that it would be good to to get. And of course, you can get probably enough quercetin if you were to eat the rainbow, eat the fruits of all colors and the green leafy vegetables. If that was our healthy diet, then probably you wouldn't need any vitamins or any minerals or any uh, supplements, right? But because we know that our pets eat mostly pet food that is being stored for long times, periods of times in warehouses, and who knows in what temperatures are they being um, distributed and held in further storage uh, warehouses, um, therefore some of that nutrition, some of that good prana, the life force in those foods are just gone. So, I mean, it's really not the ideal. So it's more like a, a antioxidant uh, power, uh, you know, like vitamin C, we all know, and now with the COVID uh, pandemic, that everybody's taking vitamin C. Some people are taking vitamin E to protect their brain, uh, or beta carotene just to, because it's such a good one for your eyesight and your brain and everything. But quercetin is a very powerful antioxidant, and some studies have measured it higher than vitamin C. So I'm just putting it out there that quercetin might be a good one for COVID too. Um, but in for, for our pets, which is what I'm talking about, um, definitely it, it's a great one for our senior pets just to uh, slow down that aging process. Um, it does reduce inflammation, so it does have properties that... Um, um, help us heal from the chronic inflammation, chronic irritation. And of course, senior animals have osteoarthritis, which is inflammation of the joints, and that is painful, and that's chronic inflammation. And that causes just the tissues, not just the bones, but the joint capsule, uh, the muscles, the tendons, and the ligaments, all associated with that joint to be affected. So when it comes to arthritis, I think that quercetin can really be, um, you know, can really help us to do that. Um, also, I have mentioned many times that I feel that the root of cancer, according to the TCVM pr uh, principles, is a splinchy deficiency. But according to Western and observational principles that I have developed, I feel that inflammation is the pathway. If, if the splinchy deficiency is the root, then inflammation is the pathway whereby cancer grows. And so that's, that's me saying it out there. But I really think that I have a lot of um, information and studies to back me up on this. There was um, a 2015 report uh, on a study using mice and rats, and they uh, were testing uh, quercetin for prostate cancer in them. And it actually, they demonstrated statistically that it could slow down or restrict the growth of the prostate uh, cancer. And um, 
therefore, um, we can extrapolate that it does help in any other cancer that it seems to uh, use the inflammatory pathway. So I think that as a prevention even might have some value and those uh, it is part of our holistic cancer treatment. We put our pets on uh, mushroom compounds, which seem to enhance the immune response so that the immunity of the pet is out there, you know, fighting the cancer. And we're also getting quercetin because, again, they have anti-cancer property if it kills the, the cancer cells. And so that's awesome. It, it just boosting in the immune system, uh, takes care of the free radicals, and kills cancer cells. Um, preventing neurological diseases, because a lot of the uh, the uh, older dogs, they have dementia, and they have something similar to Alzheimer's in people. And, of course, these are neurodegenerative diseases, and a lot of radicals, free radicals, are implicated in them. And so if you think about it, then... Um, the free radicals, if you have a compound that is fighting the free radicals, then thereby one of the side effects of it would be they're uh, protective for neurodegeneration. And your nerves are worth taking care of, and your brain tissue is worth uh, fighting for. Um, the allergy symptoms, like I mentioned before, you can use it for atopic dermatitis because it does act like a, like antihistamine. And there's some research comparing both. And it, it definitely uh, shows that it restricts the release of histamine, therefore acting like a natural um, Benadryl. And so, you know, if you have an asthmatic pet or, or, or even a, a pet that has some... Um, cancer on the sinus or respiratory tract, quercetin definitely be something that I would use. Um, preventing infection, I mean, there are some suggestions and some anecdotal evidence that it might have antibacterial properties. Um, and, and those link mostly to the gut biome. So I'm not talking about like a wound putting putting it on, but um, most of those flavonoids um, that they we have studied, they do have some antiviral properties, especially things that um, you know. There's a war going on in our gut biome, in our guts. There are good bacteria and the bad bacteria, plus the allergens and pollutants that are coming in the food. Same happens in our pets, they have a battleground there. So let's help, let's add some good guys, good soldiers um, with quercetin. And because all anti-radicals, uh, uh, you know, all uh, antioxidants, I should say, that kill radicals are also beneficial for heart disease. Because heart disease, definitely there's some inflammation in there, in the in the vessels and the wall of the heart and in the vessels of those heart, um, the, the aorta and the um, vena cava and all those vessels, the pulmonary vessels. And so definitely um, it does have some effect. And actually there is a study in 2016 by the American Heart and Stroke Association and they were saying that taking quercetin could help reduce the blood pressure naturally. So I think um, that I think I'm, you know, exposing why uh, we are using quercetin in our protocols. I hope that you consider using quercetin with your pets. Obviously consult your um, doctor, your veterinarian. Um, 
But how, what is the dose, right? So uh, most supplements that we buy are usually around 500 milligrams for people. This is an empirical dose. What that means is, is really, um, we're guessing, right? <laughs> empirical means we're guessing uh, if a hundred fifty person gets five hundred milligrams, then how much would you give a fifty pound animal or a hundred pound animal? Um, so most of the time, um, I found uh, some uh, research or some not research, but anecdotal evidence or papers that are not not scientifical trials, but papers on some practitioners that are integrated practitioners using quercetin. They're using about five, I've, I've heard anything from five to 10 milligrams per pound. So that's, that's a little bit higher than what we use here. Um, we usually use uh, about a quarter per uh, 20 pounds, quarter of a tablet of 500 tablets um, per per 25 pounds. So um, so you can ask your veterinarian or you can ask us if you're one of our patients and we'll definitely tailor it to your pet and to the purpose. Because again, I just mentioned so many purposes that quercetin has. And it's, it's, it's in the fruits, it's in the veggies, it's in the green leafy veggies. Um, so definitely something that is nature giving it to us. We're just taking big amounts of them and trying to use it for a benefit. So I hope you learned something today. I hope you go buy some quercetin. <laughs> um, I don't get any money out of it. I just, uh, you know, promoting something that I feel it's a good part of a holistic uh, treatment. As always, if you have a friend or a colleague or a pet lover that you know is interested in alternative medicine, share our podcast, share our um, website or Facebook page. Um, we have, we are out here, you know, taking questions too. Um, so your questions will probably be answered on air. Uh, so you can always use our contact form in our website or just post in our Facebook page. Um, and we try to, you know, have a weekly podcast, uh, downloaded every Friday for your, um, pleasure and for your use and hopefully benefit. And so until then, uh, please uh, have a great and safe time and I'll see you in the next postcast. And remember that from now on, we're going to be uh, downloading every Friday a brand new episodes. So you can be on the lookout for them. Uh, in the meantime, visit our Facebook page, the Pet Healer Podcast page. Uh, we also have a website, thepethealerpodcast.com. And uh, it, we are in most platforms, so you can uh, enjoy our topics. Thank you, and until next time, take care. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. And uh, information about this episode came from my book, Alvet, the Revolutionary Pet Care and Longevity Solution, available in Amazon at our clinic, and soon to be an audiobook. So look forward to that. And this episode was sponsored by my practice, Orchid Springs Animal Hospital. And our website is www.osahvsinvictorets.com, osavets.com. There's a lot of information out there if you want some more information on integrative pet healing. And our Pet Healer podcast is going to be available in all platforms. So we're looking forward to seeing you again.